Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 397. Today, we continue our series of trainings on parties and events, and today we're going to tackle the topic of hosts. How do you get people to be excited to want to host parties for you? I'm going to give you just a couple of strategies and some things to think about to help you be better in this area. And so if you are someone, maybe you're in a party plan model business, or you're just wanting to do parties and and you're looking for a new strategy to help you grow your business, then I think today will be an important episode for you. And a reminder, if you haven't had a chance yet to grab your spot in our upcoming parties workshop, it's happening on December 19th and 20th. It's not too late to do so. We are one week away at the time of publishing of this episode. We have the link in the show notes for you to go ahead and click on that, see all the details and grab your spot. All right. So let's talk about hosts. I know this is one of the biggest challenges that most of you face if you're in a party plan model especially, which is finding people that, number one, are willing to host parties, probably feels like there's less and less people that are actually wanting to do that. And then the second challenge is once you do find somebody that does agree to host a party, how do you actually get them to fill the party so that it is a success? I think the answer to both of these questions is really tied to the same topic or issue, which I'll dive into. But let's talk first about where do you find people to host? There's one thing in particular that I really want to speak to on this topic because I think it's a big mistake that people make. And I understand where it comes from. If you're in a business model that is really pushing you to do parties and you're struggling finding people that want to, then that kind of almost desperation is probably leading you to be really transactional in the way that you approach people to host. And so here's the first thing I'll caution you to not do. You should never, under any circumstances whatsoever, ask someone to host a party for you that you have never spoken to or have absolutely no relationship whatsoever. I see this happening quite a bit, you know, and I've mentioned this several times. And every time I do, there's always people that say, yep, I've had that happen to me multiple times. Look, that is such a short-sighted transactional thing to do. Like the number one reason why people struggle to get someone to host is because that person doesn't trust you. Like, do you understand there's a really big barrier? Like one of the biggest fears that people have around hosting a party Whether they want to admit it or not, they'll never say this to you, but it's the fear of what you are going to do and say if they put their family and friends in front of you. And if you don't have the foundation of some sort of a relationship or trust with that person, your chances of actually getting them to do the work necessary to fill a party are slim to none. And listen, I get it. In 2020, maybe that's a strategy that worked for you. It also was not hard to fill parties in 2020. During COVID, it was really easy to get people to show up to parties because they had nothing to do. Now, it's different. 
right? We're facing the challenge of people are busier than they've ever been. And number two, social media is harder and harder to get attention and engagement than it's ever been. And so the actual act of filling a party, it requires a lot more time and effort than it's ever done before. That's the reason why a lot of you have abandoned parties is because you have this very transactional approach to running them and they don't work for you anymore. And so you've given up on the actual concept itself. There's nothing wrong with the concept or strategy. You just have to change the way that you do it. So don't ask people to host that you don't already have some sort of a relationship or trust built with them. That's the first thing I'll say. Now, the natural place to find hosts would be the places you probably already have looked in the past, you know, your existing customer base, people that are prospects that you have been nurturing and growing relationships with. So that's where we want to direct your focus more to your warm contacts. And you might say, I've been there, done that. I don't believe that that should be enough for you to abandon those people. You've been there, done that. You've done it a certain way that didn't work with them. If you put in place a new plan of learning how to do a better job of connecting with people and growing and nurturing real relationships, what will happen is you will actually open the door in many cases for people to want to take a look at hosting that maybe they haven't been willing to do before. All right. So that's just the first thing I want to say about hosts, because I think that's where we go wrong is we're focusing in the wrong area. But let's talk about the real reason why. It's hard to get people to host today, even in the circumstances that we're talking about. The reason why it's hard to get hosts for you is you don't know how to create enough value in the eyes of the person you're asking to actually do the hosting. See, this is the sales strategy that I see so many people taking is, you know, we'll try to have this very kind of nonchalant conversation around people like, oh, you should host a party. And it's like we want to always diminish the amount of time and effort it takes to actually fill a party without recognizing. So it it brings into the conversation the relationship between value and price or cost and price and value. All buying decisions and becoming a host is a buying decision. You are selling someone on hosting. You might not view it that way, but you need to. Asking someone to host is a sales conversation. So you must treat it as any other sales conversation. So in a sales conversation, when someone's making a buying decision and what they're buying into is your offer of them hosting, they're always going to assess two things. What is the cost and what is the value, right? What is the price that I have to pay and what do I think I'm going to get? And so Buying decisions are always based on value. People will buy, they will say yes, if they believe the value of what they're going to get by doing it is greater than the price that they have to pay to get it. So let's figure out how does this apply to this specific scenario? Well, if the value that you're offering, like what people can get, is some host benefits, you know, you get some discounts, you get some extra little things. You know, most companies have these host benefits or you're presenting it to them as, yeah, you know, you should do it. It's a way to make a couple of extra bucks. Like that's how you're stacking the value side of the equation. Now, once again, that may have worked two to three years ago. It doesn't work anymore today. It's not good enough. It's not strong enough of a reason. It's not enough value for people. Let's look at the cost. So what's the cost of hosting? Well, there's no money they're putting out, but they're putting out a lot of other things. So there's the cost of time. It actually does take some time 
for them to invite and attend a party. So that's a cost. But I would say the bigger ones are this. There's a cost of the uncertainty around what if I agree to do it and I fail? Most people have never done it before. So they're afraid, am I going to be able to do it, right? So there's the uncertainty and the fear around what if I agree to do this and it actually doesn't work. People don't like to fail. As human beings, we naturally try to avoid things that we're not good at. I was just having this conversation with my wife. You know, my my six-year-old son, one of the things we're trying to teach him now is to not run away from the things that he's not good at or afraid of. He doesn't want to make mistakes and he always avoids things. And That's how humans are. We're conditioned to be that way. So we naturally want to lean away from the things that are uncertain and that could risk failure. And there's a very real risk of failure. So that's a big cost in the eyes of someone else. Here's the other cost, the opinions of the people that they're going to talk to. You know, you're doing one of those things. You're hosting one of those parties, right? So there's a lot of that going on. And then there's you, right? There's you. What are you going to do and say? All of these things factor into the cost, and that's pretty high in my eyes. And if the only thing you're doing in terms of value is, so I want you to compare all of that to how you're selling people on parties. What are you telling them they're going to get? You have to do a better job. This is the skill of learning how to stack the value side of the equation. When you want to know the easiest way you stack the value, value is driven by problem solving. First and foremost. Hey, just wanted to jump in here real quick because I've got one big ask for you. Look, you know we don't advertise on the podcast and my intention is to not sell or pitch you on the show this year. We just want to deliver free content that is 10 times better than what you've paid for to help you transform your business. So my ask is this, help me spread the word of Love Serve Grow so we can change lives, help people that are struggling in their business and transform our profession. The only way we can do that is if you take the time to rate, review, and share this podcast. So that's my big ask. Just take a few seconds seconds right now, wherever you're listening, leave a review. It would absolutely mean the world to me, and it might just change the life of someone else. So thank you so much for being a part of our community. So when I think to myself, who would be a good host? Here's my next question. Who are the people that have problems that my business could potentially solve? Because hosting is really just a first step in the direction of your business, isn't it? It's tied to the problems that your business solves. And so we teach to simplify it. There are three categories of problems, money, time, and purpose and meaning, right? Purpose. And so if we think about what people are struggling with, almost everybody you know is lacking in at least one of those three areas. So what if instead of trying to go into a conversation, trying to find hosts, which is part of your problem, you're leading with hosting, hey, you should host a party, no value, that's leading with product information, that is being transactional. What if you really went out and had conversations looking for people that are struggling in one of those three areas, connect with them around that, and then in the context of that conversation, potentially introduce hosting as a way for them to take a first step in the direction of solving that problem. See, if you were to get somebody to look at hosting a party as a way to bring more community and connection and a greater sense of purpose into their life, and they already told you that's something that's missing for them, I am telling you they will be way more open to actually doing the work. 
See, when people can start looking at hosting as a first step towards solving a problem, they will have way more inspiration and motivation and drive to actually want to do it and make it work. Now, here's the thing. That will mean that you have a much smaller pool of potential people. Now, if you're very transactional and you're just blasting out, would you hope you could ask anybody that? But in reality, the only people that are really going to do that are the people that you have the strongest relationships with that trust you the most. It's such a small percentage of people that, you know, the real opportunity for you is to become more skilled in the sales conversations that you have with people to sell them on hosting that do have actual problems and things that they're struggling with in their life that you first have to identify and connect with them around and then you introduce hosting as the potential solution. Look, this is what we teach you with transformational conversations. I think for many of you, I think just understanding that you inviting someone to host is a sales conversation, I think that alone can completely transform the way that you go about doing this. So that's how we have to start thinking about it. You know, we talk a lot about not being able to understand the value of what you're offering someone until you've first taken the time to find out what they're struggling with and what they need. See, the benefits or the real value of hosting is not going to be the same for every single person. Now, I'm not saying that you can't still talk about the host benefits or some of the other tangible things that they're going to get. But if that's the only thing that you're promoting, if that's what you're leading with, it is never going to be enough to really get people bought into and emotionally attached to doing it. You need something more today. But here's the good news. If you can learn how to introduce hosting the way that I'm teaching, people will look at it totally differently. They will be more excited to take that first step. They will start being more hopeful and inspired. And here's the thing. If you can get like if you can get people hosting that are inviting from more of an inspired, excited place instead of, yeah, I'll do it. Just can you come do this so I can get these benefits, right? It's like these really weak invitations because it was a weak sale in the first point. They're not really convicted on people showing up and learning. But if they really believe that this thing called you know hosting a party is a meaningful first step in them transforming their life in a way that they want, it's a totally different energy for them to bring into this process. And so that's what we need to do. That's how you get people excited to want to do this with you. And listen, if it means less people, but if you're doing more and you're having better parties and better results with less people, here's the good news. You save time, right? You spend way less time working with way less people for way better results. Quality over quantity. This needs to be your mantra for 2024. So just some advice for you. Listen, in the workshop, we're going to dive deep into this stuff. I'm going to give you the playbook, right? We've been working really hard behind the scenes, talking to lots of people that are crushing it right now with parties. I had a, talking to a client today. She's like, Bob, I have all year long 
every single month, I consistently do between ten dollars to $20,000 in new sales on my team through parties. She goes, my business has grown more in 2023 than it has in the last three or four years. And since we've announced this parties workshop, I have so many people saying, I'm so happy to hear that you're saying parties are not dead because all we hear in the marketplace today is, oh, parties are dead. Don't do parties, do content, do content. It is misleading people. I'm telling you, you are being misled listening to people that tell you that this is not an effective strategy. It is. You just need to do it differently. And that's what we're going to teach you. We're going to teach you a totally new way to do a tried and tested, proven strategy. But we're going to transform the way that you do it in your business. So that's my message for you today. As always, thanks for being here. I love and appreciate all of you. Make sure you go to the show notes. Get yourself registered for the workshop. Share that with your team. I'll see you soon on the next episode. Take care.